0: investment advisory services provided by drake and associates llc a state of wisconsin registered investment advisor insurance products are offered through a separate company loft financial advisory group llc a wisconsin insurance agency Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Law Financial Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision before you start planning your retirement party make sure you've got your retirement plan you can never be too prepared for life after work and we're here to help this is retirement ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ welcome to the retirement ready show I'm
1: Tony Drake certified financial planner joined today by Brad Allen we have a wonderful topic today And I think it's a topic, Brad, that really does mystify a lot of people, and that's simply money. You know, a lot of people are reporting that they're clueless when it comes to their 401k. This month is Financial Literacy Month. It's a time dedicated to help Americans focus on their financial future. So really no need to crack open a book. I know it's a topic people want to try to avoid. But, you know, we have a crash course today in financial literacy for folks, and I'm really excited to take you know people through maybe some of the more difficult aspects of finances
2: yeah there's a lot of questions out there they make it real easy nowadays to to contribute to a 401k you can do a direct deposit right from your check there's a lot of target date accounts that you just don't have to pay too much attention to so when it comes to you know retirement and, and kind of moving stuff around and making sure it's right people have a lot of questions
1: so the first question we have today i think would be a great one to explore brad is why do we need a monk dedicated
2: to financial literacy yeah I mean everyone needs to understand the basics of financial literacy to achieve a secure retirement so in a recent study just 17 percent of women and 35 percent of men aged 60 to 75 passed a financial literacy quiz that covered several financial topics including uh, social security tax efficiency in and, and long-term care yeah and I think those are topics we see quite a bit when folks come into the
1: office and it's a pretty startling data point I guess because You know, working with seniors and retirees on these issues every day, it's really, you and I know it's it's such a critical part of the planning. You know, we've talked about it before, but Social Security, there's 500 different ways to turn that on. Right. And we talk about that income stool in retirement, you know, imagine a stool that's, that's balanced with three legs and to, you know, stay operational or stay, you know, balanced, if you will, you have to have all three of those legs working. One of those is pension if you're fortunate enough to have it. Right. You know, one of those is your nest egg. You know, we talk about saving. How much do I need? That's obviously a big debate. But the third leg is social security. And I think why that becomes so important is if that leg is solid and we can get you more income. A lot of people just think, well, I just turn it on, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's confusing. When do I turn it on? I don't know how to turn it on or when to turn it on. So that becomes important because if we can maximize the income from that, then we're less dependent on the nest egg. Mm Mm-hmm we don't have to take as much out, starts to answer that question, do I have enough
2: money, am I gonna be okay? Yeah. And, you know, when we're putting a retirement plan together, one of the first things that we do is take a look at Social Security. And, and out of those 500 different strategies, mathematically, what is the most you can get versus what if you took it right away? And what else is out there? Are there spousal benefits? Are there spousal step ups? There's so many things that you can do. And it doesn't always make sense to wait till 70 years old. A lot of people will take it early on because there's different break even points. You have to look at family history. So there's a lot to it. Um, and we have, you know, programs in the office that go through all 500 different strategies, give you a couple ideas. On, on what you can do and how we can help. Yeah, and I think, you know, tax
1: efficiency, too, That that's startling to see that so few people are educated on that. And, and we talk about that a bit. I think that's an area where we can probably affect folks the most. You know, of course, I think talking about fees in your portfolio and, risk and having the right options in your portfolio, whether you're very speculative and high risk, or maybe you're really safe and say, boy, I'm in a stage of life, I don't want to take risk anymore. I think there's a a complementary portfolio for all of those levels, but tax efficiency becomes important because, again, if we think about that stool, if we can control your tax bracket and we can try to keep in a lower tax bracket, that becomes important because then when we do take money out of that nest egg, you get to keep more of those dollars. You know, I ask a question to my clients all the time, what's your largest expense? Mm-hmm. You hear things like maybe the grandkids' college or my mortgage or, or, or you know, whatever, grocery, I don't know, whatever it may be, but I would argue that those answers are all incorrect. Right. Your largest expense is really your taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked a, a couple the other day, I said, are you charitable-minded? And they said, no, Tony, I, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but we just want all our money to go to the kids. I don't care much about charity. And and I said, "Well, you're already donating quite a bit to a charity." And they said, well, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, the IRS. You know, you're giving them a ton of money, right? So a lot of people don't realize. Maybe you have a property that that's appreciated a lot. You know, capital gains can be voluntary. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say that, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can set up a plan where we can avoid those capital gains. Really." maximize dollars for your family long term with with some tax strategies and that makes such a huge difference you know i think an important question to ask you know you wake up at three in the morning can't fall back to sleep what is it that's keeping you awake right those are the types of conversations folks need to have with their financial advisors because there's a lot of great ways to solve those beyond hey here's my hot new mutual fund or this money manager is killing it Let's jump in, or or maybe we should buy cryptocurrencies, right? (laughs) I mean, scary, high-risk stuff. Maybe it's appropriate for you. Maybe it's not. But, you know, I I think there's just that missing conversation about what's important to our family, what are we trying to accomplish, and are there some tax strategies that can help the family keep more of that money? Really exciting topic. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about why there's such a big gender gap when it comes to financial literacy. You're with the Retirement
0: Ready Show on WTMJ getting you ready to sail into the sunset this is retirement ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ good afternoon welcome back to the retirement ready show on WTMJ
1: really exciting but maybe a little bit scary topic Brad April's financial literacy month you shared with us some shocking statistics a recent study showed us just 17% of women and 35% of men aged 60 to 75 passed a financial literacy quiz that covered a number of financial planning topics. We were talking about Social Security, tax efficiency, long-term care, and you know I think it's really important by the time you're in your 60s, you really need to have a plan in place to guide you through those golden years, but little bit shocking that there was
2: such a gender gap when it comes to financial literacy. Yeah, and we're not even looking at you know long-term care and things like that, but health care, you know, Medicare, all that kind of stuff in retirement, something you want to put in a retirement plan. It's so stressful going into retirement just kind of thinking about all this stuff until you actually put it on paper and put a plan together with everything accounted for that makes for a lot uh, less stress going into retirement. And we were talking about taxes earlier, and people get pretty comfortable early on in retirement because they're in a pretty low tax bracket. But once the 70s come around and you have these required minimum distributions, they can be right back in the same, or if not a higher tax bracket than they've ever been in. So things you have to plan out for, things you have to look forward to, but you want to put that in the plan. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't, don't consider that. I think we go through our entire working
1: careers. You know, if you put your money to a pre-tax you know, retirement plan like a traditional 401k or an IRA, 403b, something of that nature. And we have this concept that I'll get the tax deduction now. Mm-hmm. Now always feels good. We're right. Americans, right? I'll take right. it now. <laughs> and and uh, I think the the traditional thinking is that in retirement, I'll be in a lower tax bracket. And for some people, that may be true. Sure. But I think when you, you, you think about the long-term picture and you think, boy, if I do delay at least one of the Social Securities till 70 you always talk about it we get that benefit of the eight percent growth which is phenomenal mm-hmm. but if i start that i have a new potentially taxable income stream sometimes social security is taxable sometimes it isn't depends on that uh you know provisional income formula but then we run into requirement of distributions it, it you know the the downside or the limitation to those pre-tax retirement accounts is uncle sam comes knocking at 70 and a half and says hey buddy You've tax-deferred this deal for 70 and a half years. I'm going to force you to start taking out a percentage, let's call it roughly 4%, per year because I haven't been able to tax any of it. That causes some of it to be taxable. So now we potentially have the taxable income stream of Social
2: Security and a requirement of distributions. Maybe a pension, maybe rental income. It could be a lot of income coming in. It's not that putting money into a 401k or traditional IRA is the wrong choice. It's just knowing that down the road you're going to have to take that money out. How do you plan for it, and what can you do ahead of time early on in retirement to maybe decrease that and lower the RMDs down the road? So what are some of the techniques that you might use with some, obviously it's gonna be client
1: dependent, but right. what are some things that you might do, Brad, to help reduce that?
2: Well, let's say somebody retires early, You know, maybe 62, 63, um, they're in the lowest tax bracket that they're gonna be in. Maybe they're holding off on Social Security, they don't have any income coming in. That might be a great time to start looking at things like Roth conversions. You know, A Roth conversion can really help out a, a financial plan tax-wise down the road. So the idea is whatever tax bracket you're in that particular year, maybe it's the 12% bracket, which goes up to $77,400, whatever income you have coming in, you just fill up the rest of that bracket with money from your tax-deferred accounts, whether that's a, a, a traditional IRA, or money from a 401k, whatever it might be, and then you convert that over to a Roth. You can convert as much as you want into a Roth. You can only contribute 6500 after age 50, but convert as much as you want. But you can fill up the tax bracket, and little by little you can get money into a tax-free account, and it's gonna decrease your RMDs down the road, which in, in turn will decrease the amount that they tax your Social Security, and it, all kind of snowballs and really helps you out, you know, later on. That's
1: wonderful. For those that want to learn more, we do have some educational classes coming up this month. We have one more left in April. They are filling up a little bit quick, so you can always visit us at wealthwisconsin.com. We'll have the upcoming schedule there and you can register or you can call the office during the week at 414-409-7226. We'll be out in Pewaukee on Wednesday, April 18th at Thunder Bay Grill. And then in May, we just added some new sessions at Maggiano's Restaurant in Wauwatosa on Wednesday, May 2nd, and Thursday, May 3rd. And we'll talk about some of these great tax strategies and the new tax code. But one of the shocking things in this new study, Brad, was the gender gap. About 17% of women and only 35% of men passed this literacy quiz. And because of this thinking, a lot of women may not be putting as much of an emphasis you know, on financial literacy as men do, and they're just not dealing with that gap. You know, they're also facing a significant pay gap, which is is you know unfortunate. On average, women make seventy nine cents for every dollar that a man makes. That pay gap is affecting much more than women's income. It affects other aspects like their savings and retirement because they just don't have the money left. So, after the break, I want to talk about some ideas on how women can catch up when it comes to their finances. You're with the Retirement Ready
0: Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ.
1: Good afternoon. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Talking about tax deadline, big scary thing. One of the biggest fears I think is audits of course and nobody likes to think about taxes or paying too much taxes but Before the break, Brad, we started talking about, you know, kind of having all your savings in one place. And I think the concept here is, you know, a lot of people continue to invest in these pre tax accounts like the traditional IRAs and 401ks. But it's important to remember that the dollars in these types of accounts will be taxed as you withdraw it. That means your retirement savings won't go as far as you may think. I mean, you know, I take a dollar out Mm -hmm. and let's say I'm at an effective 20% bracket. 20 cents of every dollar I don't get to keep, it has to go to Uncle Sam. Right. So, a big mistake I see is not having what I call tax diversification, excuse me, which is just as important as investment diversification. An account like a Roth, for example, will give you tax diversification because your money's taxed when you contribute it. So, I don't get the deduction at the time I put the money in but I can withdraw it
2: income tax-free in retirement. Do you ever get clients complaining about tax-free income, Brad? Not ever once, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you may want to consider shifting money from a from a traditional IRA or a previous employer's 401k into a Roth IRA. You know, it's called a Roth conversion. So you have to pay the taxes on the time you take the money out uh, during that conversion, which is why some people like to to do partial conversions. You know, when you think about a Roth conversion, you're thinking about, uh, taking your entire 401k and converting it over to a Roth, which would make a huge tax year for you. So you don't necessarily want to do that, but you can do it little by little, staying in the same tax bracket that you're already in, and you can get a lot of money over before retirement. So uh, only switching over as, as much as you're able to on the, on the different tax years and moving the money over on a year-to-year basis is something you want to sit down with either your accountant or your tax professional and really just kind of go through how much per year makes the most sense in the long run. Yeah, we we talk about a lot of the tax
1: strategies and how to accomplish some of this. And I really think the Roth conversions tend to be one of the most misunderstood and missed opportunities.
2: Uh, absolutely.
1: You know, it's really, I, I, I can't tell folks how many times we're working on an income plan for someone. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just say for simple math, you know, we're projecting out to the age of 100. And this particular client, we'll call him Bob and Mary. I, I just had one yesterday. Not not Bob and Mary, but we'll call them Bob <laughs> and Mary. But you know, and we were projecting they had about eight or nine hundred thousand at age one hundred. So arguably, great financial plan, right? right? I mean, they they have plenty of money left. That's plenty of wiggle room. God forbid, there's some health problems, long term care scenario. Mm-hmm. I simply, Brad implemented a Roth conversion strategy. Nothing else. That was before we looked at the investments, can we reduce fees, what's our risk like, is that lined up, right. how are we dealing, or, or in some plans not dealing with inflation, but I simply added a Roth conversion strategy, and using the same interest rates, so the same growth rates, same inflation rates, they had 1.8 million at age 100, yeah. double. Yeah, The amount of money doubled, now what does that mean for a couple, well that means maybe there were some things they were dreaming about they thought they couldn't afford, maybe passing money on is really important tax-free. so free i mean you know you can pass on a lot more money and great point brad if i'm passing on the roth i'm passing it on income tax free what a great gift to give to the kids and right. a lot of my clients are saying tony my kids are doing well they're in a pretty high tax bracket yeah you know and i, I don't want them to be paying taxes on all this money they inherit so you know i i really think it's a Really overlooked strategy. A lot of people get stressed out because they think, boy, if I convert this all at once, well, yeah, if you have a quarter million, half million dollar plus IRA and you converted that all at once, you're going to lose nearly 50% between feds and state to income taxes. That would be a shame. But boy, with this new tax bill mm-hmm. and these, what I call taxes on sale, you know, maybe we can take advantage of doing a portion over a period of 10 years, 15 years, 20 years really paying a pretty low
2: effective rate on those conversions yet converted over to income tax-free dollars yeah and that's why it's so important we talk about the 360 plan the retirement plan that we put together everything's included in that Roth conversions how much of a difference does it make with your current strategy versus doing Roth conversions and when you see those numbers I mean you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars Uh, over a period of time, and it can make a huge difference. And these are some of the things that we're going to be talking about, the classes that we have coming up. Uh, We have the classes on April 12th and April 18th. It's going to be at Thunder Bay Grill. It is the RMD taxation and the effects on Social Security. It's one of our most popular classes. It does fill up really quickly, so if you're interested, give us a call at 414-409-7226 or visit us on wealthwisconsin.com. Looks like it's time for the news,
1: Brad, but after the news, I want to come back talk a little bit about charitable giving. I think people misunderstand that topic. They think, boy, maybe I have to be Bill Gates giving away hundreds of thousands or millions to have some tax advantages. Not the case, so we're going to talk about, from a tax perspective, planning for that charitable giving after the news break. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ a little bit about some of the most common mistakes people are making when they're filing their taxes, and really how does this affect our retirement and how to implement those strategies. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.
0: Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Retirement
1: Ready Show on WTMJ. April, Financial Literacy Month, Brad. Right. What do you find in, oh, I apologize, but what do you find with your clients? A lot of folks, uh, you know, pretty familiar with finances. Is it
2: intimidating? Do you find a big difference there? Or? You know, one of the things I, I, I see a lot, especially when couples come in, you'll have one person who does all the finances and, and picks all the, the funds and stocks and all that kind of stuff, and the other person doesn't really pay much attention to it. It's just not something that they're interested in. Um, and depending on, you know, when one spouse passes down the road, things, you know, you want to have everything in one place. So that spouse who doesn't pay much attention to it knows where everything is, knows where all the accounts are, knows who to, who to contact and all that kind of, uh, stuff. So, you know, when we're talking about putting a plan together, we're talking about, uh, sitting down and, and, and being on the same page and knowing exactly what it looks like.
1: Yeah. I think that's important.
2: You know, for some people, it's a topic they just
1: really dive into. Maybe they've managed their 401k, their entire career and they're comfortable. Maybe they even enjoy it, doing Mm -hmm. some, you know, day trading or playing around, picking stocks and funds. And for other people, it's just like taboo, right? It's really scary. It's overwhelming. You know, they can, you know, certainly not a question of intelligence. I mean, they're very intelligent people and experts in other areas, you know, in their career, but this is just not an area they're comfortable with. So, you know, I, I think the purpose behind April being financial literacy month is to just take some time, take a deep breath, not feel overwhelmed, and understand this
2: is a manageable topic. Yeah, and you kind of got, got the wheels turning a little bit with tax time just ending uh, mid-month here, and people are getting their taxes and they're thinking about their finances. It's a good time to just start taking a look at stuff, no matter if you're 20 years out from retirement or, or right at the door. You want to take a look at everything and, and just have a plan on how you're going to get yourself there and what you're going to do after after you stop working. Yeah, I think there's a lot of confusion, too, between this concept uh,
1: the new tax code, you know, yeah. For those of us you know cramming to get them done this last weekend you know it's still business as usual Mm -hmm. right it's the 2017 tax return is the same old rules we're used to it's the tax code is going to affect the taxes we're doing this time next year right so don't panic great software tools out there there's a lot of professionals that can help you but you know one thing we talk about you mentioned earlier was those roth conversions not as important this year, but when we talk about the new tax code, I look at this as an eight-year window where taxes are on sale. Mm-hmm. Remember, the individual tax cut is temporary. It automatically pops up if Congress in Washington, D.C. doesn't do something after eight years. But great opportunity for recent retirees, maybe in a low-income tax bracket, to utilize some of the Roth conversion strategies. Certainly, most people, it's not going to make sense to do that all at once, but wonderful things you can do also for folks that are charitable minded even if it's just simply giving money to your church on sundays really incredible ways you can use that charitable giving doesn't need to be you know tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars if it is there's some great strategies we can do as well but You know, I find a lot of people just say, boy, I didn't think I was giving enough to really make a
2: difference there. But they're pretty surprised when we walk them through some of the strategies. Yeah, you think about it, you're giving to charity or church and it's already coming out of your savings account. Why not use it as an RMD? Have it come directly from the custodian at your IRA to the charity. It's going to count as an RMD, not count as income for you. It can really help you out down the road. Makes a phenomenal difference. And,
1: you know, we we're talking about in this you know quiz that came out that you know 35 percent of men had a passing grade and only 17 percent of women and you know what some of the ladies can do to catch up when it comes to that gap and you know some of it's building a retirement right now americans have a 13 trillion dollar retirement savings shortfall meaning we don't have enough and this shortfall is even worse for for women because of the pay gap that we discussed so that means you know women need to be saving more for retirement than men and you know, there's no hard and fast numbers, but for those that want a, you know, basic range, I recommend dedicating at least ten to fifteen percent of each paycheck to your four hundred
2: one k. Yeah, and if you can't put that much away right now, at least save enough to take advantage of your employer match and build from there. That's free money. You want to take advantage of that. Uh, you can open an IRA even if you don't work outside the uh, the home or as long as you have a spouse file a joint tax return they can contribute to an IRA and you can contribute up to five thousand five hundred dollars per year if you're under the age of 50 if you're over the age of 50 they give you that step up of a thousand dollars so you can uh, you can contribute six thousand five hundred to your IRA at that point yeah really important and I think that's uh you know we were t- I was talking yesterday I was
1: being interviewed by a magazine for an upcoming article and they were talking about inflation and you know, uh, you know, compounding interest. And it's just mm-hmm. important to start. You know, yeah. I think people feel overwhelmed if I haven't started early. Is it too late? But you know, just start somewhere. You know, sit down with somebody, come up with that income plan, and email us your questions. You know, really my goal of this show is to educate people and to help you. You know, you hear on a commercials, education first firm, but what I really mean behind that is we want you to be empowered. And that's what Financial Literacy Month is all about. So email us at radio at wealthwisconsin.com that's radio at wealthwisconsin.com we'd love to answer your questions after the break we're going to talk about social security really confusing topic overwhelming for a lot of folks join us after the break with retirement ready show on wtmj
0: answering all of your retirement questions on retirement ready with tony drake on wtmj Good
1: afternoon, you're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Tough topic, Brad. Right. You know, financial literacy. lot to it. April's Financial Literacy Month. There's a big discrepancy on people passing some basic questions, basic quiz. We're talking about the gender gap. You know, men do slightly, but not great, but slightly better than the women in the survey. And we're strategizing on some of the ways to improve on that. but. You know, we also take questions, uh, radio at com. That's radio
2: at com. and I understand we, we have a question. We do. We have a question from John, and he is married. He uses one of the major e-filing tax programs, and he has uh, some concerns about proper reporting and taking full advantage of deduction. So his biggest question was, uh, he has a college student, and in looking at the new tax reduction, is there a new item that allows reduction of income for use for dependent college students Um, you know, just trying to look for as many uh credits or deductions as possible for them.
1: Yeah, and I think again, a little bit of confusion, you know, for those, you know, still crunching through their taxes, getting it done this final weekend, of course taxes are are gonna be due on Tuesday. Um it's still a business as usual. So the way those education credits work, the first one is called the American Opportunity Credit. And really important, I'm not a CPA, I'm not an accountant, so you wanna verify everything with your CPA or accountant, but you know the American Opportunity Credit is $2,500 credit per student per year, but it only pertains to those first four years of what they call post-secondary or college education. If you don't qualify for that, so maybe someone's already done the first four years, Then there's a lifetime learning credit, which is 20% of the first $10,000. So that's capped at $2,000 credit for those that don't qualify for the American Opportunity Credit. And then of course, there's a student loan interest deduction for 2017 capped at $2,500. So number of different ways. I like the software tools. Um, I think they've become a lot more advanced. They're pretty good at walking you through all the deductions and opportunities and credits that, that might be available. But again, it can be overwhelming, and it's one of those areas where downside to the digital world, we're all online
2: for everything nowadays, but it's tough to ask questions. It is, yeah. And with these e-filing programs, especially right now, crunch time, you know, you have to get the, the taxes in by this week. You can file an extension. One of the things I always talk about, if you file an extension and you think you owe money, you have to get that money in by the 17th. So you kind of have to do some math. You kind of have to guess on how much you think you're going to owe and get that paid. Otherwise, there's going to be some penalties for that. So,
1: Yeah, and a little confusion. You know, I think people have the date of April 15th in their head. That is officially the date, but that falls on a Sunday this year, of course monday is a holiday so the tax deadline this year is april 17th on tuesday so if you're not done file the extension but you know make a good guesstimate on what you owe and get that payment in but you know before the break brad we were talking about this uh gap and and how do folks
2: strategize social security well more than 60 percent of women in a recent study admit to knowing very little about social security benefits compared to about 45 percent of men so this could be why about 3 quarters of women take social security benefits early, you know, leading to a reduced benefit for the rest of your life. So social security can be really complicated. We do social security classes at different libraries and in different places around the area here, but you know there's there's 500 different ways you can take it from 62 to 66 it goes up six percent per year when you don't take it 66 to 70 it starts going up eight percent per year so what you try to have you have to try to gauge is you know do i want to get that guaranteed growth and maybe draw from other assets or maybe work a little bit longer in the meantime and you know social security can play a huge part in in your overall portfolio if you do it the right way
1: And I think it's just intimidating because people don't know where to get the answers. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't understand that 6% growth, guaranteed 8% growth. If you delay it, you know, from full retirement to
2: 70, boy, that's a pretty impressive rate of return. Right. Yeah, and you have to look at things like your break-even point. You know, how long are you expected to live? If you wait till 70 to take Social Security, you have about 12 years where it takes to break even. You know, if if, if you would have taken it earlier, you know, you would have gotten more out of it. But those are the things to look at. Family history plays its part. Are there spousal benefits or ex-spouse benefits? There's so many different things out there. It really pays to sit down with somebody that's an expert in Social Security that can help you and, and kind of direct you along the way. Yeah,
1: I think you bring up a great point.
2: I get so fixated on that 8% you know, right.
1: growth because that's a tough guaranteed rate to find anywhere else. But it doesn't mean it's the right answer. Mm-hmm. But at least if you can be armed with facts so you can now make your decisions based on, on facts and data and math rather than making emotional decisions saying, oh, you know, I'm not quite sure, but I think I sh-. I mean, retirement's not a time where we want to think we're maybe doing the right thing. I mean, right. you want to be making conscious educated choices and and, you know where we focus on education first that's really the goal is educating you so you're armed with the data to make the decisions that can be best for you and your spouse and your family long term and and really empower you with that data to make the right decision so after the break we're going to continue talking about increasing our financial literacy with april being financial literacy month you're with the retirement ready show on wtmj
0: walking you through your retirement plan here's more of retirement ready with tony drake on wtmj good afternoon welcome back to the
1: retirement ready show on wtmj financial literacy month brad right what score <laughs> do you think you'd get on the test if you took the quiz? 100%. 100 of course 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. right um all kidding aside we're talking about pretty shocking statistics uh, you know a large group of retirees 60 to 75 took a fairly basic financial literacy quiz of men passed it, only 17% of women, and um, hopefully arming folks with some data and and ways to feel more empowered when it comes to your money and your retirement. And, you know, I think a a big problem, you know, with Americans and and with some recent data, we're finding that this is growing is debt.
2: You know, Mm -hmm. what's your recommendations, Brad, for dealing with debt? Well, when it comes to credit card debt, women are in a better position than men. Men have an average balance of $7,407, while women have an average of $5,245 in debt, which is 22% less. However, the news isn't so good when it comes to other types of debts. Nearly two-thirds of $1.3 trillion in student loan debt in the United States is owned by women. They have a student loan debt of of $833 billion dollars which is a, a huge number. You see a lot of uh, kids coming out of college and they have all this student loan debt. And when you're talking about, you know, putting money into retirement accounts, that can be really hard to do when you have to pay the student loan debt off. So, you know, things to think about coming out of college. There, there's a lot of reasons for this, including the fact that, that more women go to college than men. Number one, they may choose majors that don't make as much money. Also, women, you know, take time off to raise family or take care of elderly parents. However, another reason for the disc- uh, discrepancy in student loan debt comes back to financial literacy. So women were three times more likely than men to say they didn't understand their financing options of, of the student loan. So understanding how all these things work, you know, how the debt works in, in, in the retirement accounts and all that kind of stuff really plays its part yeah and I unfortunately hear when I talk to clients and even when frankly when i when I'm
1: teaching some of the financial advisors around the country, you know I hear you know the clients say, Boy, he or she just talked over my head. they made me feel stupid i'd ask questions they'd tell me don't worry about it that that's not the relationship I think you deserve. You know we talk about a fiduciary versus a broker. You know, know the difference. I, I'm not going to make an argument here that one's right or one's wrong. I'll, I'll let you know everyone out there decide for themselves. But understand the difference that a fiduciary has to put the client's interest ahead of their own. You know, there's a different, I think, legal obligation there. Um, so, so ask your advisor, and more importantly, when you walk into our office or many of the advisors I train, you're going to see something called a fiduciary oath, where we talk about. One of the main things number of things, but one of the main things we talk about is a right to understand what's happening with your money. Mm-hmm. That sounds so basic, but so often I hear folks say, "Well, I was just told don't worry about it or I have that handled and and it just boggles my mind i mean you all we all know how hard we work for the money we have, whether that's a hundred thousand or, or ten million it doesn't matter. We all worked tremendously hard to get there and to save that, and we made some sacrifices to get to that point. So you have a right to get your questions answered.
2: And I think one of the things that we love to do is to teach. And teaching is not just saying this is what you should do. Teaching is, is showing why it makes sense, things like Roth conversions, things like you know putting a plan together in, in, in different retirement accounts and why they make sense. So it's really the why. Why are we doing this that I want people to, to understand? yeah and i I think just understanding
1: that you have a right to have that answer Mm -hmm. you know this is again it's your money you know this concept that my my advisor got upset with me i hear that all the time i asked a question or i wanted to do something different they got upset with me or made me feel stupid that's not a. again we're never going to be the right fit for everybody some really amazing wonderful advisors in Mm -hmm. our area here we're we're fortunate to have that in the greater milwaukee area but you know find somebody that answers your questions it's a it's an incredibly difficult emotional topic for so many people. So
2: find somebody that's gonna help you through that. Yeah, and you can tell. You can tell when you're when you're sitting across from somebody and they actually care what's going on and and, and are taking the time to teach you about the different things that you need to understand, whether that's health care, long term care, you know, having a person for everything, social security especially. I I always go back to that because it is so confusing and there's so much to it. But when you can break it down and say this is why you should do this, because it makes the most sense. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of the job.
1: And we've got some great classes coming up. If you want to join us, increase your financial literacy. We're going to be out in Pewaukee on April 18th at Thunder Bay Grill. In May, we're going to be over in Wauwatosa at Magiano's on May 2nd and 3rd. You can always see the upcoming classes at wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can give us a shout at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. Next week, right after the tax deadline, we're going to talk about you finished up your taxes. Perfect time to start planning for next year. We're going to go over some of the biggest mistakes that Americans make. If we can start planning now, get ahead of that curve, it's really going to help you out. We'll cover some of the new changes in the new tax code. Um, Stay tuned for the news. Thanks for joining us. Retirement Ready Show
0: on WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during retirement ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake and Associates, and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.